Hey friends, welcome to another episode of When Friends Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Tammy, and I'm joined by my bestie co-host, Rashida. Hey girl. Hey bestie. Well, well, well. How was the first week of school? I hope all of the kiddos uh, had a, a good first week. What are you thinking? How you think this year gonna go? Uh, I'm just wishing, of course, I'm hoping, I'm praying that I think the kids are going to have a successful school year. And I believe that all of the parents, we are going to give ourselves patience and strength and grace, all of that that we need to keep these kids in line for the next eight months. And we're going to see what it's going to do. It's going to, you know how it is, girl, life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I definitely do like it. I know, I know, I know. So let's start with our wine of the week. Let's talk about this wine. So the wine of the week is another Cooper Hawks Hawk brand. We love Cooper Hawks Winery. We got a whole, um, we are a part of the <laughs> right. wine club. So y'all might get, if they get some good new wines, y'all gonna get a taste of it. <laughs> because we love it, we love it. It's local and it's all over the US so you can find it easily. Yeah. Our wine of the week is called Duet. It is a American wine and it the region is Woodridge, Illinois. It is a red wine, a red blend, which is 50% Malbec and 50% Merlot. The wine is dark and lush with flavors of blueberry, blackberry, cherry, plum, and sweet baking spices. Mm. Mm. Soft tannins and mouthwatering acidity lead to a long fruit-laden finish. So our pairing is Surf and Turf, another brilliant duet. Mm-hmm. And the alcohol content for this one, drum roll, 13.5. This was going to get you. Yes, right. yes. We love it. We love it. I am excited to try this one. I'm really excited to try this one. Yes. Okay, so we're going to pour this up and we will let you know our rating at the end of the episode as always. All right, family. So we want to jump right into today's segment talking about entrepreneurship, specifically Black-owned businesses. Statistics show that since the pandemic, the number of Black small-owned business owners was 28% higher at the end of 2021 than before the pandemic. This was significantly due to the government support programs and improved remote technology that wasn't available pre-pandemic. People had a lot of time on their hands and those who didn't have the option to work from home, as well as those who weren't getting paid at all, they needed to find a way to make money. So this sparked a major rise in people opening their own businesses. And we, of course, love this. Um, I'll say before the pandemic, I always thought um, of starting my own business. Um, I never really put much effort into it because I just always felt like I just didn't have the time, you know, things like that, which was it was just an excuse, (laughs) to be honest. And um, I just I honestly I just really didn't think I had what it took to do it. I had already heard and seen a few people around me saying that it was definitely satisfying, but it still was a lot harder to establish your own brand and, you know, of course, do that kind of like self-employment work than it was to do the basic nine to five. And for me, I just really didn't feel like taking on anything else. Like with my nine to five job, being a mom, et cetera, but as time went on, that quickly changed for me. 
So I launched my jewelry line, Vitality, in 2021. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. it was a lot of work. <laughs> but throughout that entire process, I was I was like, I was just like so motivated and inspired because it was finally like something I was doing for myself, something that I was passionate about. And although that business is now retired, <laughs> um, I'm still proud of myself. And this, you know, success, although it was small, um, that I achieved from that, it it taught me a lot about business um, and mistakes. And of course, things that I'm doing differently now as I make moves with other business ventures. But ultimately, I was so damn proud of myself because I proved I could do it. And it motivated, motivated me even more. And I am so proud of you, girl. And I, I would say I agree. Um, you know, business can definitely be a, a challenge, but I would say it is definitely worth it. And it's so much more rewarding than um, corporate America. I remember, you know, starting my first business, um, you know, like <laughs> way back when I was always like that business-minded person, always, yeah, you, was. <laughs> you know, figure out something to do. So, you know, like I went to hair school early on. And so you remember when I used to like charge to do hair, hair. Mm-hmm. nails and mm-hmm. pedicures, manicures. And, <laughs> you know, so it started early for me. And, you know, so I was always having that mindset that I wanted to be an entrepreneur And, you know, like I went to school, I got the schooling behind me and things like that, but I wasn't quite sure, you know, what my niche was going to be because I was that person that would always be true like a sage. We start Mm -hmm. stuff and don't (laughs) finish it and jump to the next. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, I think in 2017, I um, decided, you know, like I'm going to stop doing that. Like, Anything that I start, you know, like I was like, I'm going to start finishing, finishing stuff. So I think, um, well, even before then, because I had got my real estate license and I was like committed to um, getting my real estate license and making sure that I, you know, completed it, took the test. I failed the first time, but I went right back and passed. So, you know, I was committed to stop starting projects (laughs) and, and then you know, not following through. So, you know, during the pandemic, I actually started my nonprofit. And, you know, I didn't know, I definitely didn't know what that was going to entail. And I didn't know what to do. But I, you know, consulted a consultant to give me the information that I needed to to get started. Although I had the schooling behind me, I knew a little bit. But you know, with entrepreneurship, it's so many different things that you need to know um, when when starting a business that I just felt like I needed to know um, the basis and I wanted to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. So in doing that, you know, I just kind of put one foot in front of the other. And, you know, by December, I think I started the process in May. And then by December, I had had my nonprofit designation so yay yeah so that, that was, was that was a lot I mean I was so uh, proud of you that was a lot and we had such amazing we had such an amazing year and it was like really really important for me to um to make sure that even when I was doing 
you know, even though I wasn't big, that I was making a, a huge impact and that I was doing everything in excellence. That was like super, super right. important to me because, you know, like you said, it's really hard to build a brand. And, you know, as women and as Black women, you know, specifically, it really, you know, it can really be a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you mentioned MomPro. Why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about what MomPro is, just because some people may not know. So MomPro Network is a nonprofit organization that I started and it supports single mothers. And it basically is a 10-week program that we support the moms in doing entrepreneurship. Like if they want to do business development, if they want to go back to school, career development, we help with resume writing, interviewing, dress for the dress for success. We also help with financial wellness, investing, um, budgeting. We help with um, home ownership, people who want to um, go through the home buying process, and then we also tap into, you know, your physical and your mental health, and we talk about time management, all of the things that you know, help you to reach your full potential are things that we had workshops in that 10 weeks. So the moms really just go in, they set three goals at the very beginning and I serve as their coach. And I basically am their biggest cheerleader to help them to reach the goals that they set at the beginning of the program. They go through the different modules and our um, key concepts is live, breathe and balance. And so it's really just helping them to create balance with their motherhood and still be able to live their dreams and and reach their goals. So it's been, you know, successful, but we did have, you know, challenges with the biggest challenge for this this um session was actually getting people to sign up. Mm. And you would think, you know, like we we had a good donor base we had visibility, we had all of those things, um, like the first year, and people kind of caught on and we were able to support some moms. And it was like, kind of discouraging for me, because, you know, at the beginning, it like took off. And then the second year, when we were getting ready to, um, to launch the second session, we didn't have anybody to sign up. And I remember um, one of my mentor is telling me never count out your humble beginnings. Right. And she was, she will always tell me, I don't care if you have one person in the room or you serve one person. She was like, show up like you have 70. A hundred is this right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, always doing things in excellence and just having the faith that, you know, although it starts out small, it can always take off. And it's like the difference a day make to where, you know, like somebody can say one thing on TV, mention your name. And then next thing you know, you got to be right. Right. A lot of followers or whatever. So, you know, so it's really, it was, it kind of got discouraging, you know, for me, but because I had positive business people around me to encourage me and just say, keep going. Then I used, you know, the time where I didn't have um, anybody to support to really just tap into, you know, building a brand, 
you know, trying to make things better. And, you know, like I'm going to keep going. Yeah, and and I, and I, and I and you should. That's the time for tweaking. When things are quiet, I always say, like you said, just because you don't see God moving, don't mean He's not working. So mm-hmm. you know, if numbers are not going the way that they want to go, and we can even use this philosophy for our own selves, you know, like with you know our podcasts and things like that. It's like you know, it, there's always a humble start, like she said, but. It like, you know, you start off with two followers, then you have 10, then you have 20 or whatever, then you're hosting events and then you're going into a second season. And then, like you said, your program is now extended from a 10 to a 12 week program or whatever. You'll be able to offer more. So there's always room for growth. And so I think like when it's downtime like that, I think those are the times that we need to just get a little bit more focused and tuned in to where you want to take the brand. So I think that's, you know, I think that's really good. Um, that's good motivation too for me. (laughs) Okay. And I think, you know, like you always say, everything happens for a reason. And so Mm -hmm. it did give me an opportunity to, you know, work through some of the kinks when it came to that business, but then it opened the door for this. And then it also opened the door for me to write my book. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I still was working and doing, you know, doing things that I was passionate about. And so all I can do is just be so grateful and thankful that, you know, although it didn't materialize the way that I thought it should, it impacted the people that it needed to impact. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So let's turn the tables just a bit. What do you feel are some things we as Black owned businesses could do better? Girl. <laughs> I'm scared that look I'm, I'm scared I should ask that question girl I was just like just talking about this you know the other day and I was matter of fact today I was talking to my mother about this so um you know so she, it's just it's unfortunate you know like that and I don't know if this is this holds true for you I always want to support, you know, our Black businesses, our African-American entrepreneurs. I I really do want to support us and build us up. And I want us to, to thrive in business just as much as our counterparts. But what I would say is that I don't know what it is about when we do business why it has to be us that do not show up in excellence. Mm. And as many, you know, experiences that I've had, you know, with Black business, I feel like I'm always in a position where I'm having to go to another culture because they just do business better or they care a little bit more or they... Um, are going to give you a better customer service experience. And so um, I was telling you that I was talking to my mother about this. So she went to um, Vision Works (laughs) the other day. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she's in Maryland. And so she went to Vision Works and she said when she walked in, it was us as the receptionist, the receptionist, the, um, you know, and even the person that, you know, does the fitting 
and everything for your glasses and things like that. So she said mm-hmm. she went in there, she got her glasses. It took forever, but you know, she ended up getting her glasses and then she left out and she sat in a car and she just was like shaking her head, like, like we got to do better than this. And so she was like, I couldn't even sit here. She's like, I have to go back in here and say something. She was like, because the the um lady didn't give her um the instructions about what her um you know like when you get the eye exam what your her, pres- her result oh her prescription yeah. she didn't get her prescription she didn't get her prescription printed out she just gave her the glasses put them in a the bag and sent her on her um, on her great <laughs> way then tell her you know try them on and see if they fit you know like none of that so she's like she went back in there to talk to the girl and basically just tell her like you know, like we got to do better. <laughs> like, really, we got to do better. <sighs> our people, our people. Well, <laughs> I agree with you. I, of course, I. You know, what? Who wouldn't want to support? Why? Why wouldn't we want to support our own people? But again, usually, this is is it. This is the biggest pet peeve that I think we need to. This is the biggest thing that we need to do better in. And this is my biggest pet peeve: the non-responsiveness. I, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I am sorry when I reach out to you to inquire about your services that you advertise so that you can get paid and show your craft or skill. And I send you a message or I call you and you don't respond to me within at least 24 to 48 hours. That's a problem. Or guess what? How about you don't even respond to me at all? Even if you send a bounce back email, you know how sometimes now they say like, we're sorry, we've been really busy. We will get back to you. We Our normal waiting time is, you know, extended. Set that up. If you don't want to respond to somebody in 24 to 48 hours, especially if you're like, hey, how much is it? Um, I need somebody to come out and give me a quote on such and such and so and so whatever, or I'm interested in your program. And then you put on there and say that you support our community. You're not supporting our community because you're making us look bad. So that's my biggest issue where I feel like we all need to do better in in our Black businesses. Stop being so non-responsive. And then the lack of communication or support. That's, you know, that goes, that ties in with the lack of communication and the lack of support. Like you said, people just don't show up. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like we say, we try to support the businesses. If somebody just jumpstarting a painting business and, you know, let me see your work, show you what you did or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to support you. I'm going to let you paint my room. I'll let you start off maybe with the bathroom or the kitchen or something like that. But if you're not responsive to me, that shows me that you're not committed to your job. And it just makes me feel some type of way. It really does. And I think, let me bring up this too, like, because um, I see this a lot of times when people have businesses, like they like with family and friends, like they want you to give things for free all the time. Oh yeah. But see, just like people always say, you don't go with Gucci and ask for no discount. Right. Now, if you, I'm not, look, I might not be Gucci in your eyes, but I'm right. something but I'm in my eyes. And I'm telling you right now, boo, you're not getting a discount because I know you or because you're my friend. I, I can't do that. This is my job. This is what I do. This is how I'm trying to get money. So why did why would you even part your lips to ask me for a discount? If I mess something up during the project or whatever I'm doing, or you know, something gets broken or whatever, I'm just saying, 
I will, of course, give you a discount. And you don't even have to ask for that. I'm going to give it to you anyway. But don't come to me soliciting my services and then say, well, can you knock off like $100? <laughs> what? Tom? What? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. But, you know, it's like, nope. You know, know people's value and pay for value quality that's quality and so that's why I say it's very important as entrepreneurs and as business owners that we show up in excellence just because we do have it a little you know harder than most and so if we come halfway or you know not as good then it does make us look bad and so it's like come in excellence and I feel like wherever I go you know, like if I go to a restaurant or anything like that, my expectation is to receive a good customer experience, right? And so if I expect that kind of service when I go somewhere, then why would I give anything less? Because I want someone to walk away saying, yeah, I'll I'll patronize them or, you know, like I'll, I'll support them again. Mm-hmm. But it's going to come because they came and they had a good experience. They had quality merchandise. And even, you know, like in, as a new entrepreneur, you're not going to always get everything right. But no, you're not. You're are, not. You, right. So people are going to maybe give you feedback about something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's your job to take the feedback and make it right. So right. that, you know, the next time they say, well, she didn't do it right this time, but at least she acknowledged the fact that I wasn't happy. And so, yeah, I'll I'll patronize again because she was respectful and said, I want to do a good job and I want to create a, a good product and they want their brand to be good. So yeah, I will support. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, even, even going down to like how we advertise for ourselves. Okay, so if we are you're creating a website um, and your picture's on there, please be photogenic. And I'm not saying, when I say photogenic, I'm not saying about the way that you look. I'm saying the way that your expression is. I'm saying, be people want to see some, you know, if you're advertising um, as a interior designer or you are advertising as a stylist, don't nobody want to see you on there with no meme mug or you can't show your, they don't even know if you got teeth in your mouth at all. You know what I'm saying? Like be, yeah, smile, like be photogenic because I feel like that is, you're a representation of your brand. So if you look at somebody's website and you're like, oh, I'm looking for um, a stylist. You want to see somebody that's on there that looks very polished and clean. They're smiling. You know, they look like, oh yeah, she looks like a nice, you know, she got a nice personality. A, a picture is worth a thousand words. And that is the honest to God truth. So if you look mean in every single picture that I see you in, I promise you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, I don't want to deal with your services. I don't. You want to be inviting. Yeah. Yeah. Be inviting and you want to be approachable mm-hmm. so that, you know, somebody can feel like if I ask you a question, you're not going to snap my head off because so- I asked- let's talk about our experience that we had in Arizona hmm hmm shall we talk about it you said what I said shall we talk about we don't gotta say no names but we definitely gonna say you know what it was 
Yes, because it, guess what? Good, they listening because they need to know they need to do better. How about that? <laughs> if they that. do hear this. So do the honors. Do the honors. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, we are giving y'all an insight into the, 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 the throws of our friendship, the things that we experienced. So we were in Arizona and prior to going to Arizona in July, we have, Rashida found this Black-owned wine bar. It was like raving. Oh, the first Black-owned wine bar in Arizona, blah, 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 blah. And we was like, oh my gosh. We was like, we should try to see if we can go visit that place when we go out there. So we were able to go visit. We found out it wasn't that far from um, where we were staying. And so we went to visit. We made a reservation for brunch. Um, and But before that, I reached out before. So I reached Oh, right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I reached out before to let them know that we were coming and that we it would be great if we could meet them, you know, and, you know, experience their whole thing, told them about our podcast and, you know, what we were trying to do and that we were coming from Maryland. And that was no crickets, no response. Right. So, of course, we ignored that. You know, you don't have to answer that. That's fine. We went to the restaurant and, you know, of course, going in is a very nice place. Um, they were they did greet us at the door. The hostess was there. They seated us immediately, of course, as we had a reservation, um, which sometimes don't matter. Um, and the waitress, the waitress came over, right? Yeah, she did. She immediately came over. So they were very, they were accommodating. Now, let me just say this. They were very accommodating. But the kicker was the manager, the owner was actually wait, there. Wait, wait a minute. You forgot the part where... The hostess came over and she oh, she came over like now, yeah. She was accommodating, but she was accommodating to a fault. <laughs> she was overly accommodating because she didn't know what the hell never, she was doing. And she didn't remember. She, she asked us, yeah, like it was. It was the hostess. Now, first of all, this is the problem. It shouldn't have been the hostess taking our order. It should have been the waitress taking our order. She took our order and she also brought it to us, which I thought was kind of like, okay, whatever. So, cause there clearly were waitresses in there. So she came over, took our order and then she brought mine's out. And then when she brought Rashida's out, Rashida's order was wrong. And so she said, okay, I'm sorry. You get, you get one time to mess up. That's fine. She said, oh, I'm sorry. Let me go and um fix this. She come back. What she do? Same thing. <laughs> yeah. The thing that she took from her, the wrong the wrong drink that she took from her, she, she brought the same up. one back. <laughs> oh my God. So I was looking at her like, is she a ding dong? I said, okay. I, I looked at me, I looked at you. I was like, what's wrong with her? So didn't she do something else? Yeah, she just was all over she just the kept coming back, y'all. Okay, so that was whack. So then. <laughs> The manager, like I said, the owner we found out was there that day. So we was like, oh, she's here? And we, she, they were like, yeah, she's here. They was like, there she is right there. And I was like, oh, we was like, wow. We was kind of excited. We was like, oh, we can meet her. And just, you know, tell her congratulations. And we love her concept. And, you know, just tell her about who we are. And, you know, like our the wine interest that we have and things like that. So tell them, start from there. <laughs> so we had this whole wonderful Con wonderful, wonderful conversation, conversation y'all got you know a lot of insight of how the business was started you know very very engaging very positive um also spoke like i'm so interested in you know supporting you supporting your black um 
supporting our black women in the wine industry because there aren't a lot of us in this industry. And so she said to us that, you know, like we started kind of giving her some of our um, ideas and rolling like ideas. And she was like, oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. She was like, we need to, you know, partner with others and start this whole movement. And so we left like super excited. We wait, got- wait, wait, wait. You, you, you missed something. You missed the biggest part. Before we left, what happened? Yeah, before we left, we exchanged information. Right. And and you did. Yeah, we exchanged information. And then she was like, let me get a picture with y'all. Let me um, take some footage of y'all so I can put it on my my social media, this, that, and the third. And so we were like moving so fast. Like typically we would take our own pictures with our own camera, but she ended up taking them with hers. And she said she would send them to us and things like that. And... She took the picture with her phone. We didn't take it with ours. Right. So so we reached out because she gave us her personal phone number. Yeah, so she wrote that. She gave it to us. Mm -hmm. She gave us her personal phone number. We're not sure if it really was or not. But so I reached out and I said, it was a pleasure meeting you. So excited about this new partnership and um, looking forward, you know, to a budding relationship. And please don't forget to send the picture <laughs> and this was on what day this was this was, was friday saturday. saturday saturday no it was sunday the day we left sunday. remember was it on sunday yes we went okay. the day before we left so it was sunday okay. Yeah. okay y'all sunday all right sunday night <laughs> monday monday night tuesday i said rashida text her and ask her to send a picture she said <laughs> i did i said okay we'll text her again Cause I said, she took our number and she took that picture. So all she got to do is just send us a text. At this point, I'm starting to get a little irritated. <laughs> Tuesday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. I'm, 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 y'all, we still waiting for the picture. That's all I'm trying to tell you. It's August. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. By after the, after the first week, I was like, I'm done. It, she left a bad taste in my mouth off of all the, the great things right. that, encounter with her she ruined it with that act right responsiveness right how you go through all that so it's like you you know like you try to give people grace because you understand that people are busy and they have things going on so that's understandable but what is the point of saying here take my number call me if you need anything, I'm interested in being on the podcast. I'm interested in supporting you. Like, what is all of that? What do you need to do that for if you're really not genuine in doing that? Because so, it's a bunch of fluff. It's a bunch so of fluff. So here's the thing. It only takes one person to say something negative to damage your brand. Yep. It just takes one. And then if it gets spread it, across the board to other people that other people are saying so um I don't know so the 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 spa place remember how the girl got on the um on Instagram and she like talked about how much the spa cost Th- that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. uh what was the name of that spa that everybody the was- one out here Bali Bali Springs and I sent it to you remember what yeah. you said and so there was that's what after lady. that we said we weren't going right so young lady got on um on social media. On social media. She like went on this place 
talked about the pricing, talked about how unprofessional people were and this, that, and the third. And like that fast, people were like turned off and like they're not going just because somebody got on social media and damaged their brand just because off of a customer service experience. So we're saying right. like, we have got to do better. Like we really have got to do better. Because it just it just feels like you're saying ish just to be saying it at the moment. Like one thing I'm not gonna do is I'm not about to be fluffing. If I'm if I come in contact with another business wine owner or something like that, I'm gonna say, hey, how you doing? Let's link. And I'm gonna mean let's link. Like I'm gonna reach out to you. I'm gonna do that. Or if you say, hey, can I call you sometime and talk to you about so and so? Yeah, you can call me. And even if you call me and I don't answer, I'll send you a text back and say, hey, um, you know, when is a good time? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make sure that I get back to you because that's what I would want. Like Rashida said, that's what I would want somebody to do for me. So it's like treat others, of course, as you would like to be treated. But when we're talking about in a business aspect, it is on a whole nother realm. We have got to do better. We do better. So And another, you know, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to bring up, I think I know what you were going to talk about, that crab in the barrel stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's enough out here for everybody, people. It's enough money out here for everybody. You cannot, <laughs> you can't be, you can't be ready to tear somebody down just because they doing something that you already want to do or be hating on them because they doing something that you already want to do or something that you are too fearful to do. Like, you can't do that. It's enough money out here for everybody to be made. And that's I, a lot of us do that. If they see somebody being a real estate agent and they making $20,000 a month or whatever, and they making 10,000 10, or 5,000, whatever, they going to hate on them and be like, oh, you know, but it's like, look, y'all, it's enough for out. Just because they make it 20,000, you can get there too. Like, don't be. It's like when you have a closed hand, <laughs> You mm -hmm. have no room to receive. And right. so I feel like, you know, other cultures, mm -hmm. they will support each other till they make it. They come over here as immigrants. They all will live in one house and till everybody is up to par and can take care of themselves. You know, yeah. so I think, you know, culturally, like, it almost feels like we don't we don't value each other or feel like you know it's like we always feel like we're in competition and we got to outdo each other and you know like all that keeping up with the joneses and trying to impress people or what like right. talked about it's like when are we going to as a people band together and understand that we have to start trying to build generational wealth for our families and for our children because we're never going to get you know out of that rut to where we're no. under the thumb if we don't start supporting each other and right. start um you know like if I if I have knowledge about something like I don't have to keep my knowledge to myself if I know something that's gonna shed off some time for you right then I give you that information just so that you can go out here, you know, like the only competition you have should is be with yourself. yourself. And that's what that's paid forward. What you talking about is paying it forward. 
just because I had to start off and learn my business in five years, you, I'm, I wanted to help you do yours in two. You right. know what I'm saying? If I can help, because that's what we're here for. It's like, we are here to serve. We are here to serve. Right. So yeah, I'm like, it's not that serious. Like you said, that competition and stuff, it's just ridiculous. It's sad. Yeah, because it's enough out here. It's enough out here yeah. for everybody. That's and right. We should want to, you know, see our brothers and sisters win at right. all costs. At all costs. Because if we start banding together and giving each other the knowledge to move forward, just imagine you right. know how far as a people we would be. I saw this um article probably like a couple of months ago about this lady. She owned she's the first black woman to own a bank, like a bank, an actual bank. And I don't really know the aspects of the story, you know, whatever, but I'm just saying, just imagine if we really got together, how many banks we could have. Like, you know, yeah, it could be Bank of America's and Capital Ones and all that, but there could be a chain of black, other black banks, more than just the ones that we have. I know we have some, but I'm saying it could be a lot more if we just banded together. Like you said, like we could be, why you think they always giving us grants and, you know, minority-based grants and then, you know, the MBEs and stuff like that. Why do y'all think they give that kind of stuff? It's because they know that we need the help. So the people that are kind of like the lowest on the totem pole with all the owning businesses should want to have excellent in every aspect of your business like we got to do better yep got to do better people so we're gonna get up off our soapbox <laughs> <laughs> right yeah get about our soapbox because i think we i think you all know what we're saying yeah uh, when it comes to you know business and entrepreneurship it definitely is rewarding you know everybody out here has a purpose and you know, I feel like finding your purpose and your passion is everything. And so everybody isn't made to be an entrepreneur. Some people, you know, are meant to have a nine to five. But if that's something that you are passionate about and you want to do it, I would say, you know, go for it. And you just never know, you know, the difference that you will you would make in the world and the difference a day makes. Right. I always say that a difference a day makes and, you know, from today to tomorrow, how you could thrive in business just because you took your idea or your passion and made it work for you and your family. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. So, you know, it don't, it doesn't matter how much of what you do nobody like whatever you're doing nobody's gonna do it like you if you're a hairstylist it's a billion hairstylists in the world but ain't nobody gonna do it like you if you do nails just because it's a billion nails text in this world ain't nobody gonna do it like you you are your brand and it can be a million of those so it's just how you represent yourself and what you offer people and do All it right. in excellence and do it in excellence yeah, always right always. do it in excellence and expect excellence expect, right i expect when i go to my brothers and sisters businesses i'm gonna hold you accountable and i am going to say i expect excellence and i want everyone who encounters me in business to do the same because that's how we get better yeah absolutely
Okay, so let's rate the wine. What did you think? Duet, I like it. I like it. Two peas in the pod, just like us. <laughs> and you know, I like it too. I do. I like it. I, that's why I said I, I didn't. I'm only not, not a big Merlot fan, but I like the blend of this. I really like it. Really good. I really love it. Now you know I used to that used to be my go-to that Merlot. The yellow was, tip. The big bottle of yellow tip. <laughs> Every Friday. Oh, y'all don't know that we used to live together. Oh, see, they they don't know. So y'all, we used to live. We used to, <laughs> and that was my go-to. Every and, Friday she would get the biggest bottle of Mer, of yellowtail Merlot. And I was like, that back then, that was a big like, bottle. That is horrible. It's true. <laughs> She was like, why do you like, how do you drink that? I'm like, that is the, it's the, the driest wine ever. <laughs> I mean, she was drinking it like it was water, y'all. I was like, okay. All right now, all right now. <laughs> well, I said every Friday. <laughs> you a little lush. Like, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you are a wino. <laughs> Ain't wrong with that. <laughs> so I'm giving it a five, 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 five across the board. All right, I agree. Five is five is five is five for all of them. Yep. All right, all okay, right, friends. Well, this concludes our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed this topic, and always we want your feedback. And of course, you can keep up with us on our social media at When Friends Wine and our website. We will see you back next Sunday at 6 p.m. wherever you podcast. And until then, cheers. Cheers. And don't forget, get your tickets. Get your tickets because it's going to sell out. Yep, it is. I don't need you here to feel good. No, I'm not angry. I got better things to do. Tell your friends I will just fine don't need no therapist there's nothing like nothing